Hello, rhetorical listeners, and welcome into another episode of the Big Rhetorical Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Woods, and this is the first part of our two-part season finale. That's exciting. We're wrapping up our first season, and we decided to do a two-part episode talking to the leadership team, the moderators, the next-gen listserv. I'm excited to share our conversation with you in a bit, but first, I think there are some things we need to talk about. Now, last week, we took the week off from the podcast. It was the fall break at my institution, Illinois State University. And instead of publishing a podcast, instead we were reflecting on the opportunity to uh, the opportunities that we have to make this podcast and to do the work that we're doing. So that was nice. Spent some time with the dogs, Stanley and Pete Rose. I spent some time with my wife, Tamara, which was nice. We wound up having a 24-hour block of time together. She works nights as a nurse so sometimes the holidays are a bit wonky in terms of the time we get to spend together but we did get some time together um the weather's been better it hasn't been snowing on us here in central illinois it's rainy and wet today a bit overcast how's the weather where you're at where you're listening to this podcast are you at the gym Perhaps you're in your car on the way home or walking across campus. Maybe you're on the quad. How's it going? Are you wrapping up your semester? Uh, my students, technical communication students. Well, I shouldn't say my students. I'm, I'm working against that. The students in, well, there I was going to call it my class. Um, the students I'm working with this semester in technical communication masterful job working with the local YWCA to create technical communication genres for them, social media campaigns, brochures. Uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I want to thank my community partners at the McLean County YWCA for working with us. And uh, we're excited to potentially work with you in the future as well and keep that community relationship strong and, and and beneficial for both sides so thank you mclean county ywca that's local to me but there's some other things going on in higher education and well while we're certainly not a news podcast i think that it's important for us to talk well talk about or touch upon the uh, racist incidents at syracuse university we featured students graduate students from Syracuse University on the podcast. I have friends, personal friends, at Syracuse University. So I think that I want to talk about that for a moment. Well, first of all, uh, the Big Rhetorical Podcast (laughs) condones the racist, anti-Semitic violence that's been occurring on that campus. And while we didn't come to you last week, we're a bit removed from from the situation now I think that we need to keep these conversations going and and I think that this is one way to do so is to bring it up on this podcast and while I've talked to some people at Syracuse and maybe you'll hear from them later on you know 
the events that happen there. We have to voice our strong opposition when these things happen. And we have to voice it and we have to continue to voice it. So while we're moving into December, keep these things on your mind. Be thinking of our friends and colleagues and peers at Syracuse. And hopefully the... um, the campus atmosphere there will, will, will continue to work toward being more positive uh, the, from the chancellor on down. So um, one of the groups that came out and condemned the, the racist, anti-Semitic violence at Syracuse was the Next Gen Listserv. Uh, what, what an amazing community, really, um, of scholars. And I'm lucky to be a part of, of that community. I first heard about NextGen at Computers and Writing Conference at George Mason University in 2018. And I joined the listserv and immediately recognized it as a community that was helpful and inclusive and valued a variety of opinions and experiences and did so in a friendly and and mindful way. And so I'm excited to be a part of that. So I reached out to the moderating team, the moderators, part of the startup team, specifically Kyle Larson, and, and got him on board to chat on the podcast. And, well, the old mods, Ashanka, Sveta, and the new mods all came on together and we had a round table discussion and it was enlightening, motivating, inspiring. It was such a moment for me personally as a podcaster and an academic to be surrounded by such brilliance, such mindfulness. Wow. So I want to make sure that we give you plenty of time Again, let me mention that this is a two-parter, all right, our season finale. This is part one. Next week, you'll get part two of our conversation with Next Gen. So let's go ahead and jump right in, all right? Okay, here's my conversation with the Next Gen Listserv moderators. The first thing is just simple introductions. Uh, why don't we go around and do that? What I'd like for you to talk about is who you are, where you're from. You know, that 150-word bio that we always have to have on hand essentially is what I'm asking for, where, where you're at, what you're studying, basic stuff here. And then when uh, make sure you say your name, of course. And then also, um, if you'd like to add your title or anything like that, of course, do that. Um, and we'll go ahead and do that. And so I'm going to speak in a little bit first, and then um, I'll kind of start us off. And I'm going to start um, with uh, the startup team and then the new mods, uh, and then we're going to kind of move forward from there, okay? We'll start with Ashanka. Hi, I'm Ashanka Kumari. I am an assistant professor of composition and rhetoric English at Texas A&M University Commerce. I was among the, the 10 members of the startup team for NextGen and one of the first three moderators. Currently, I am continuing to research graduate students and particularly first generation students and the ways they make meaning and operate and function in graduate study as well as in academia largely alongside their own lives and uh, I also teach I teach uh, classes on uh, advanced nonfiction. I'm going to be teaching my first graduate seminar soon on composition studies, 
And I'm also teaching uh, first year writing courses, particularly research writing, the, their version of 102 here. Thank you, Ashaka. Sveta? Hi, my name is Sveta Banya. I'm PhD candidate at Purdue University and currently working on my dissertation project on Nepal earthquake and Hurricane Maria. And I'm also from Nepal. And I am also one of the 10 members of Start Startup Team, one of the 10 members of Startup Team of Next Chain and one of the three moderators. I'm excited for this podcast. Thank you. Hello, I'm Kyle Larson. I'm a fourth year PhD uh, candidate at Miami University in Ohio. I research how social movements become social movements. And I teach around what's called writing with purpose at Miami University, which is uh, pretty much um, a black world studies and Asian Asian American studies and WGS course. Uh, I'm Caitlin Lusher. I am a PhD student at the University of Cincinnati. So currently I am studying for my exams, but what my research is focusing on is uh, street papers and homeless advocacy rhetoric and activist rhetoric. So my dissertation is going to be based on uh, how I'm creating a digital archive for the Cincinnati street paper uh, street vibes and basically like how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it, why it's important. I'm not teaching this year, but I am a graduate assistant at the Taft Research Center at the University of Cincinnati. But when I do teach, it's mostly like or like 101 and you know 102 classes. Hopefully, I will be teaching a course in activist rhetoric and digital media next fall. So we'll see how that works. Hello. My name is Kana Ulokachokiak, and I'm from Kotzebue, Alaska, and I am a PhD student at Utah State University in the English department. Um, my degree is technical communication and rhetoric. I study the mechanisms of marginalization that are ever persistent in academia as well as society. And I am the managing editor of uh, Technical Communication Quarterly. I'm not teaching currently, but when I do teach, I teach technical communication courses related to design and also related to writing and also hopefully related to um, advocacy work as well. Kayla? I am a fourth year PhD student at Texas Christian University. I'm sort of in this liminal space because I had to take one course that was offered this fall, and so I won't be a candidate until December, but the exams are done. I study rhetorics and methodologies at the intersection of post-human and feminist work that um, hopefully is socially just. That's sort of the goal. And... I think that's it. Hi, my name is Sapur Ranade, and I'm a third-year PhD candidate. Uh, my research focus is technical communication and digital rhetoric. I currently teach a class on digital rhetoric and artificial intelligence systems. I also teach classes in business communication and professional writing. My dissertation is audience studies and participatory framework. Uh, I've been a moderator with Nexon for one month. So I am excited to be one month old with the group. As we move into the discussion, I think it's pretty natural to begin with the beginning, right? So I would pose to you this question. How did NextGen begin? NextGen began after the C's uh, call for proposals went out uh, by Dr. Bershan Young, 
where he used Black English, and then we saw the subsequent rise of white language supremacy on WPAL. I saw their presentation, Dr. Rashawn Young and Nisha Ann Green and Frankie Condon's uh, performance at that seize, and I recorded it. So I was already in conversation with Nisha Ann Green at the time to exchange the media. And she asked for accompliceship and going into that space and trying to change the conversation around in some way. So I know I posted in there, had an anti-racist contribution to the discussion, which wasn't received well in public spaces such as the Lister, other social platforms, but also in private spaces to my mentors and professors at my program were messaged privately negatively about the contribution. And so I think around that time, it was me, Esty, and Lucy, Esty Beck and Lucy Johnson, who were kind of just like, well, graduate students need their own space. And so we began organizing from there. And Sweta or Shankar, do you want to add anything else? Yeah, so really coincident. I was following this conversation about WBA listserv. I'm not on that, on that listserv, but, and I was never there. So I just saw Carl's tweet about that, and I, I was just so interested in it because Carl and I have worked together, and Ashanka too. We all three of us have worked together before, so I thought, yeah, I really need to join this uh, this cause because we really need a graduate student listserv. So that's how I saw that tweet. So I kind of feel like my access to Twitter at that very moment the moment I saw his tweet and just just sent him a message saying like I want to join, so that's how. I, and there was a question of moderators, like who will be moderator, and I didn't have any idea about how to moderate a listserv because I've never done that before. So I said, okay, I will, <laughs> and that's how this uh, whole moderating session began. Yeah, um, like Sweta, I just saw I saw Kyle's tweet looking out for um, folks that wanted to help create this listserv. And so I messaged Kyle, I think I responded to his tweet and said, I'm interested. I want to support this. Count me in. And uh, from there, we started a Twitter messaging group, right? Like a direct message group. A lot of the organizing took place there. We had a great group, about 10 of us, trying to figure out what this could look like, what we wanted this to be, and the best way to like, release it to a public starting in social media since it began there, right? In a way that would be productive. And we were really interested in trying to figure out like, how can we support graduate students and give ourselves, because we were all at the time, all of us were graduate students, a voice in the field and the conversation and in a quote unquote safe space. There's not really safe spaces, but in a safer space, right? So that was one of our main goals that we wanted to start with. And from there, we opened it up. We shared the listserv sign-up information. And before you knew it, there were like 200 people on this listserv. And now we're at, what, 600 strong, Kyle? <laughs> Is that right? And that's, you know, more than grad students. But it's a really productive space. And I'm sure we'll get more into that in a minute. But So what are some of the things that went into starting up the listserv uh, in terms of organization? And you mentioned you had 10 people working on the startup team. Uh, Shaka? So Esty Beck has uh, had a connection with her institution. And she was the only current, at the time, professor um, status of the 10 of us that started. Everyone else was a graduate student, but uh, Esty Beck was already in an institution, et cetera. UT Arlington in particular, she's still there. 
And she had the connection to have listserv space or some kind of server space where we could host the listserv. So that was already kind of decided in that way. Like, all right, we have a space. Great. What do we do with that? And then we thought about like, what did we want the listserv to do or be using WPAL as an initial model? Cause that's what we knew, right? That's where right. this was coming out of. So we knew that we wanted it to be a place where we could share materials, resources, have conversations, et cetera. And then some as a support space, as well as an advocacy space, moving to those kinds of ideas. And I'm sure Kyle and Sweta can add to that. I think the main organization, as Ashanka calls it, we are not an organization organization. So it's kind of a working together group. So we were talking constantly on the Twitter DM and we moved to a Google Doc and started working in a signed up for the listserv ourselves, checked the technicalities and details, and set a dead that we wanted to uh, make this announcement public on this particular date. So all of us together worked on the Google Doc, and I particularly wanted to uh, mention something that we wanted this to be an international graduate student listserv. So First, it was just graduate student listserv, but then we consulted, and I think it was Kyle uh, who said it should be international, and it really, it really touched my heart during that time because I was the only international student in the whole startup team. So, and uh, so that's how it became international graduate student listserv, and uh, we sent out the message to everyone, I guess. Kyle, do you want to add? Yeah, we um, we set a, a pretty strict deadline because after my initial post on WPAL, I think it was less than two weeks after that, we uh, launched NextGen. So we moved really quickly because we wanted to keep it chirotic and we wanted to keep the energy there in the momentum building. We set a strict deadline. We all pretty much started writing the announcements, started writing as what I was talking about, checking the the technical spaces, how do people sign up? Is it going to be weird, like sending WPAL like this, like subscribe message that no one wants to do? And then we found out that there's an alternative space to where you can actually sign up. And and then, yeah, I think it was we started creating all the, the, the graphics for it. I think we created like three or four different graphics. We were really excited the night before and all of us. A lot of us just like jumped in and started like creating our own and and started and then launched it. I think yeah, like I think it was like 13 days after the WPAL incident. The listserv is out there. It's like at hitting 200 people. It's growing. You're, you're we're up to now six or six or 600 people or so. I wonder though, new mods that are joining the team. How did you hear about Next Gen Listserv? And what prompted you to want to get involved? Okay, so I remember seeing the whole exchange, the whole incident on WPAL, like in real, like in live time, because I was kind of overwhelmed by everything that was happening on the listserv. And I saw Kyle's response. I actually had met Kyle before at Four C's, like probably just like a few weeks prior. And you know, like I, I thought I felt like his response was very, you know, was very smart and very like very much getting at the root of everything that was going wrong. And when I saw the response, I was so appalled and so just annoyed, but I did not know what to do about it. So I remember when and I remember thinking like, God, I don't even want to be in this space anymore. And so 
I remember, you know, like the couple weeks later, as Kyle was saying, um, when I got when I heard the announcement that um, there was this new listserv, I mean, I signed up like immediately. I knew I was like, this is where I want to be. Like, I just, you know, and, 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 and like, as far as like how I became a moderator, you know, like, uh, so Miami University and University of Cincinnati are pretty close to each other. So, you know, so, so a lot of, a lot of things that like Kyle and I both uh, research, it's like, there's, there is some, there's quite a bit of overlap between what we research. And um, so it was really easy for us to connect also. And I think it was at computers and writing this year, you know, we got to talking and realized just how, like, to realize those overlaps. And, you know, and, and that was when he kind of, like, communicated to me, like, this is this is about community organizing. Like, it's not just about, like, having your own space. And that made me realize, like, yes, this is absolutely something I want to be a part of. So when um, I heard about the call for new moderators, like, I definitely wanted to like sign on because it's it's been such a helpful productive space for me. Like I know I've gotten a lot of feedback about, you know, exam studying strategies, about how to put together this course I want to teach in the fall about, you know, activist rhetoric and digital media. It's just been such a good productive space and I'm very very thankful that the startup team, you know, like Ashanka, Sweta and uh Kyle and everyone else. I'm so glad that they made this a thing. Nupur, what about you? What made you want to be a part of this community? Uh, so I met Shweta for the first time at Four Seas last year, and I had been reading about her work and just following her on Twitter and other places, and some other moderators as well. I had been been following Ashanka as well, and I knew Next Gen as a thing, but then it was Shweta who introduced me to Next Gen and what it did and to the goals and mission at, at the booth that they had at Four Seas. So she also had handed me uh, I think it was a handout or like a card. I don't really remember. But then I went I went back and looked at what it was because I, I'm not part of the WBA listserv or any of those mostly rhetoric and comp spaces. So I hadn't even heard about that incident from anybody at all because I'm always surrounded by these tech comp folks. And there is a disconnect between those two organizations. Although there is a lot of overlap, but there is also a disconnect. And then I started looking up the work and I started interacting with these folks and signed up on the listserv. And I have just learned so much from that space since then. And I am an international student. I moved to the U.S. from India in 2015 for my master's degree before I started with the PhD. And there have always been things which it always feels like I'm the only one having that problem. So they're starting with things like uh, doing jobs through summer, paying taxes, getting special permissions for because you're international, doing things a certain way. And all of that, I've, I've always been experiencing that over the past four years now. And it, it seems like I'm the only one because although in my cohort, in the PhD program, I have three other internationals, but they just don't work in summer. So always my problems have always been so unique. And now this space is where I can see people who are like me. It always gives me uh, that hold of, you know, I know where to go when I have a certain question because I'm not going to be the only one. I'm sure somebody has faced that before because it's such a big group now. It's become such a big co community of people who really want to support you and who are so invested into supporting 
you so that they'll go out of their way to even find out stuff, find out information and give it to you. And the second thing that I, what I really love about this community and this family of next gen is that, um, especially if you're a third year or once you become a PhD candidate, uh, right away, you start thinking about things that can go public and things that cannot go public. So we suddenly start hearing terms like, I, I want to say this, but I'll say it once I'm off the job market. I'm about to go on the job market, so this is not a safe space. So social media is not a safe space anymore because you are being judged constantly. So as soon as uh, you become a candidate, you start feeling that so much. But then next gen is a space where it is a social space, but at the same time, it is a safe space. And uh, honestly, that's not what you can say for the other social media that we use, which is why next gen is really, really important and crucial for people in, in this stage of career. Also others, but especially people who are always concerned about what they can say and how can they seek help without coming off as, I don't know, vulnerable or just being judged in a negative way. For the moderator, Shweta, I, I honestly was, wasn't planning on or I just did not know whether I was a fit for being a moderator because I have never moderated before, just like Shweta. But then uh, she texted me and asked me whether I wanted to run. And I was like, is it going to be too much work? Uh, although I knew about the goal and I knew what it, it, it would take, I was just not sure about the time commitment because being a graduate student, there are other things that you need to consider. How much ever you want to become a part and contribute to such endeavors, uh, time is always an issue. But then it was reassuring to know that there are going to be more than one moderator. So there's going to be a team of moderators who are doing things as a group. So that really supported my decision of running. Um, and then, yeah, here I am. <laughs> here we are, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kena? For me, I started watching the WPA debacle happening via social media and how others were reframing it. Like other moderators, I wasn't uh, part of the WPA listserv. It's not exactly in my field. I'm more of a technical communication person. But I started seeing uh, this white supremacy creeping up and people calling it out. And I watched it with dismay. And for me, yeah, for me, I, I watched the WPA, you know, the uh, discussion with dismay and with a sense of, to be honest, apathy. Uh, like, what's going to change? How can we change? What What is another listserv going to do? Just to be frank, you know, like how how is how is this going to 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 change anything? And so I I watched it. I watched the development of NextGen kind of cautiously, to be honest, and and just seeing like what kind of action or what kind of results this type of advocacy actually produces. And for me, I decided that 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 attitude I had, this apathetic attitude, was wrong-minded. And what I really needed to do was invest in a, a more coalitional approach, a more um, trusting advocacy-centered uh, approach in my own, you know, professional like space, right? Because next gen is a professional space, and and I use my social media presence somewhat for a professional space. And so, like thinking about like some of the other concerns, like hey, if I'm going to be 
on the job market? What are people going to think about me? Uh, and and kind of trying to turn it on its head and saying, maybe that's the problem, the performative aspect of what it means to be a professional, right? Those, what are those steeped in? Oh, wait, those are steeped in white supremacy. Um, okay, I'm not going to participate in that. And I'm going to actively uh, push back against these things. And how can I best do that is to get involved. For me, uh, when the call went out for new moderators for NextGen, as somebody who's been a lurker, literally signed up with a burner account. <laughs> and um, and as a lurker to what's going on there, never participating, right? But just lurking and watching and seeing the call for moderators you know, I, I, I contacted them right away and I thought, yeah, I think I could do this. And then I learned it was going to be an election because a bunch of people asked for it. And, you know, all of a sudden my seventh grade self or fifth grade insecure self came to the front and I went, you got to be kidding me. Right. Like I don't I, an election like that's why I'm an academia. So I don't have to do you know what I mean? Like those kinds of contests or whatever. This is like one of the reasons I, you know, am a lurker in general. So I contacted Kyle and he told me a little bit more about it. And really, you know, I thought about that, that feeling of going, moving from apathy to action, which is a big part of my, um, the identity that I want to have as a scholar, looking for problem solving and pushing myself beyond my own comfort levels. If I wasn't willing to take part in an election on a listserv, right? What is the level of, um, what is the level of engagement that I'm really about then? Like if I'm not willing to risk that, what is, what am I willing to risk? Yeah. So basically I just said, it. I'm going to do it. And I, and I just, I, I wrote a little thing and I decided to be a little goofy in it. And, um, and I ran and to my delight, I was elected and I'm really grateful for that. Well, from one lurker to another, I can remember how, like, I felt so great the one time that I posted in the next gen listserv, like I'm a constant lurker. Kayla, why did you want to get involved? I have to blame my wanting to get involved on Kyle also because that seems to be a theme. Kyle. Um, <laughs> I remember walking around the University of Louisville campus, Ashanka, for the Watson conference when I think the second big WPAL listserv like kerfuffle was happening. And I had mostly like I'd sent it to a filtered folder and I wasn't looking at any listserv stuff at the time. So somebody had to tell me that it was happening. Um, and I saw the response, the next gen, like listserv to listserv response. And so at that point, I wanted to basically like switch listservs. But I was in my exams year and I tried to sign up like twice. And for whatever reason, the technology sort of failed. And I just kind of let it lay like... And didn't do anything with it. And then over the summer, I was a friend of mine, another colleague reminded me about the listserv. And so I managed to get signed up. And just as they were making calls for 
new moderators and they were holding the town halls to kind of talk about the jobs of the moderators and the goals of next gen more broadly, like outside of the listserv. And so I thought, well, this will be a good way for me to figure out like what they're doing. And I thought I would be a lurker. I thought there'd be a bunch of people in this like conversation and I would be a lurker and I'd just learn things and I side on and it's only Kyle and I, and we talked for like an hour about how cool it would be if we could actually like affect change in the way that people are supported and the way that academe talks about and talks to and works with graduate students and early career scholars and things like that. And that change, if change filters up because of the way that we support each other and then eventually start to support like different tiers of people as we progress through, then that's good change. And so after that, um, I decided to go ahead and throw my name in the hat. And then like Kana said, when I found out that it was going to be an election, I was like, no. but okay, I'll just fortify my emotional strength here. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Great. So let's go around round table style. I want to ask you this question in your own words, tell me the mission or the message of next gen community. In my own words, um, this is a, this is a really hard question, but I, I think in keywords a lot. So I don't know okay. if this is going to be a sentence or just some keywords, but um, support is where my brain went first. So I think of it as an advocacy space that supports graduate students in rhetoric and writing, particularly um, and tech com increasingly. Right. And offers a space to communicate and connect and network. Yeah, I think that's that's where I'm going to leave that. <laughs> Sveta? So, yeah, I think we are an, an advocacy space for graduate students. And our mission is to one of the missions is to continually advocate for graduate students, whether domestic or international. So what we have done currently, uh, I can give you an example of that advocacy. We drafted international uh, students anti-discrimination open letter, which has been signed by how many, maybe 382 people now and endorsed by many organizations. So this was an important work. If NextGen was not NextGen and not a community uh, advocacy space, this wouldn't have been possible. Uh, with this, uh, we don't know if we, we are going to make a big change in the whole entire system, but I think these kind of smaller advocacy is something uh, is at the heart of next gen uh, and I think next gen and fallen moderators and everyone will continue to do so. Kyle? I would say that we are an advocacy community to uplift and support graduate students while pushing the field for filter up social change through adapting whether uh, academic genres like a listserv or social movement genres like campaigns. Caitlin? I view NextGen um, absolutely as a, an, all, you know, just to echo um, what the others have said so far, as an advocacy and support community. You know, I mean, I just think about how, like, when I was a graduate, well, I'm still a graduate student. <laughs> I meant to say when I was a master's student at a different institution, I felt like I really, there was like no mentorship available to me, it felt like. And I just really wanted to change that. So I also see it as a mentorship space too, because it's something that I, I think 
at some institutions in, per, in particular is very much lacking. And so if, you know, you can have a space outside of your institution to get that kind of support and mentorship, like that is, I, I think that's really, really productive. Agreed. What about you, Kana? So to take it in a little bit of a different direction, um, for me, okay. what, I, what I see next gen, the message of next gen, uh, what I hear overwhelmingly and consistently is that you are enough. You are right where you're supposed to be. Um, we're listening and we're ready to learn from you and work with you. That's what I hear from next gen. And that's why I want to be a part of it. And I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Kayla? I'm afraid that I'm just going to say things that other people have said at this point, but support and advocacy have to be like at the center of anything that we do for a number of different reasons. But I also want to echo what Kana is saying about this place where we're sort of making visible our collective hearing and acknowledging of people and their work and their labor and the, you know, and also like the trials and efforts at figuring things out and at failing and figuring out again, because those are the things that are hard to admit to more established like scholars and things like that. And it's makes next gen and the work that we do more important because it does provide like that kind of, well, it's support, but it's different than just like a networking kind of support. It's support in more um, sort of socio-emotional ways. Newport? I feel like I'm the last one. Everything seems to be covered, but I'm going to try to use a punchline. <laughs> so I think of NextGen as a support system, which is by graduate students and for graduate students, made up of graduate students, and it will always be open to all the graduate students ever. So, wow. I, uh, those were some fascinating responses. Something that I've heard as some of you have, have spoken is that the next gen listserv is like Kyle pointed out, just another academic genre, right? The listserv. But it's much more than that. It is a community space. And I, I, one of the, the words that stuck out to me was Kana said a coalitional approach to community and community engagement. So I wonder if, if any of you could speak to that part of the listserv. Kana? So I, I think of NextGen as a coalition. And what I mean by coalition is that uh, we have, it's a small group, well, besides the whole 600 people part, right? Um, but we can work together, like each thread that, that, that occurs winds up being a, sm a small group that works through a problem. So someone will post a thread, others will respond, and they will tease out from their own perspectives and their experiences solutions or nuances to that problem. And a coalition to me is exactly that, that we all come from um, a different position, like positionality-wise. And because of that, we have different experiences, strengths, weaknesses, areas to grow. And, and we, if we combine forces, right, we're really strong and we're able to, to look at problems or issues or opportunities from a various amount and a multifaceted 
way, right? We're able to look at issues and problems and uh, solutions from a multifaceted way. And that's the strength of coalitional work is that not a single source becomes the voice, but it's a chorus. And that's what I love about NextGen. Other responses? So um, very beautifully said, by the way, Kena. Yeah, so coalitional uh, space, I think that's trying to, trying to I don't know how I'm going to follow up what Kena just said, um, but <laughs> when I, I guess when I think of coalitional space, I so, you know, like some of the work I'm doing is, uh, you know, is with nonprofits, you know, the like Street Vibes is connected to the national or not national, um, the Greater Cincinnati Coalition for the Homeless. And, you know, there when they talk about a coalition, they're talking about kind of like, you know, inner, you know, like interlinked, uh, interconnected people and organizations who are all working towards the same goal to kind of like lift people up and, you know, make sure that people are being treated equitably. And I think that's absolutely what we're trying to do at NextGen, you know, in, you know, in the listserv is that we're trying to kind of support people and give them ways to, you know, not only succeed as graduate students, but also to kind of like figure out how to find a space to like carve out for yourself and like how, but I mean, because we, we talk a lot about like how to balance like academic life and personal life. So it's not just about it being an academic space. It's also about a space that, you know, will just like prop us up. And, you know, because like, that's what coalitions are supposed to be for. Um, you know, like Kana was saying, you know, it's supposed to be like a chorus. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the best way I can put it. <laughs> it's a way to, you know, prop prop each other up in more in more ways than one, like more more than just uh, in an academic sense. Does anyone else want to jump in? One thing that one uh, things or many things that are concrete for connections, how nation is collection space is I want to point out the WPA listserv to listserv uh, email that we sent out. It was not just three moderators or the startup team. So I was just talking about there are a few concrete instances where we have worked as a coalition. The uh, so number one is listserv to listserv response that we created. So came together to draft that letter. Similarly, the international student anti-discrimination letter. We were just not there. All the community people came and joined hands to do that. We're drafting our code of conduct. That's also like it's not just us, we are just bringing community, but everyone works together. So I think there is this agency, sense of agency in all the next-gen members, uh, and that's how our space is question space. All right, rhetorical listeners, that was the first part of my conversation with the Next Gen moderating team. I want to thank all seven of those folks for coming on and for their time and their labor and this collaboration. I'm excited um, to let you all hear the second part next week. It's going to be a real doozy. Before we get out of here, I want to mention that the Big Rhetorical Podcast is a digital space for conference organizers, institutional host delegates, conference board members, and 
other event planners to promote their conference, event, organization. We can talk about the CFP, host city, and conference goer expectations, as well as a range of other topics relevant to your event if you want to come on and talk to us about it. We're devoted to acknowledging the labor of scholars working in the field and in the discipline. Are you perhaps an author with a recent publication, or would you like to promote your book, monograph, special issue, journal article, etc.? Reach out to us here at the Big Rhetorical Podcast. We want to collaborate with you. You can head over to our website, thebigrhetoricalpodcast.weebly.com, hit our promotions page. You can find more information there. Fill out a contact form. Tweet at us. We want to hear from you. Are you hitting the job market? If you're hitting the job market, then perhaps you want to be a part of our Emerging Scholars series. The Emerging Scholars series, a unique series of podcast episodes specifically designed to highlight the career and life work of graduate students and other academics who enjoy discussing the development of their scholarship, their pedagogy, and their service to the fields and discipline of rhetoric, writing studies, and technical communication. This is a way to see a glimpse of the future of the field, highlight your work, and promote yourself. So make sure that you uh, reach out to us if you want to be a part of the Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholar Series. Okay, listeners, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Well, I think that about does it for now. Make sure that you listen again next week for the second part of our season finale. And until then... Be kind to one another and always be listening rhetorically.